picking up trash as the thing you're doing is actually <laughs> providing the safety net for people to talk to people and to not have an agenda and to not be trying to prove themselves or be anything. Like in some ways, you get to come in at full vulnerability. And think about how we've typically created communities. It's in restaurant scenes, it's in bars, it's in parties. I don't know about you two, but for me, these were a lot of conversations pre-coronavirus, how I want social situations to meet people in that feel real, that feel true and authentic, stripped away of all that pageantry. And this is what you've created. And so when people get to come into space and just be themselves and not have to impress anybody, because, I mean, you're picking up trash and you're going to get sweaty and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to smell bad. So, like, all right. that drops. And, and then you can just be yourself. And, you know... That was always my favorite place to lead people and even teaching, whether it was one-on-one or in group environments, was like, let's drop the pretense. Let's stop worrying about looking good. Let's stop worrying about getting these steps right. Be wild, be weird, be strange, like make noises, flail around. And then after, everyone's always like, like, I didn't know I could feel this way. You're about to open and breathe. Yeah, and I, I feel that's so similar to what happens here. And you're not even asking people to move in wild ways. You're asking them to move in the wild way of picking up garbage. Welcome to This Thing Called Movement, a podcast exploring our relationship to movement and how it impacts every other facet of our lives. I'm your host, Marie Janicek, movement guide and co-founder of Evolna, an intuitive movement lifestyle company helping people create a more fulfilling relationship to their body and self. Through my experiences in the worlds of dance and fitness, I've always been deeply connected to movement and fascinated by how it shapes us. Join me as I dive into conversations with esteemed professionals from a variety of fields and backgrounds. Together, we'll gain insight into their personal movement experiences, the transformations that resulted, and how movement has affected their lives at large. I hope this podcast inspires and empowers you to create a more authentic relationship with your body as you experience the tremendous ripple effect movement can have on all other facets of your life. New episodes will be released on Friday mornings every other week. In the meantime, enjoy. I am so thrilled to present today's episode, which features the founders of Echoed Voices, Christina, Emily, and Christian Shaparo. Now, these two humans are so deeply motivated by humanitarian work. Both found their way into New York City for the purpose of creating change and impact. Christina is originally from Pittsburgh. She works in New York City as a fashion photographer, and Christian hails from Colombia. When he came to New York 10 years ago, he originally wanted to study business and since then has left those pursuits in search of something greater. So it comes as no surprise that their newly born organization, Echoed Voices, is focused on how to create significant impacts within various elements of our society by creating community and opportunity for people to connect to one another. 
In our conversation here today, we discussed how Christina and Christian joined forces to form Echoed Voices, and we went deeper into the underlying theme of their organization, which illustrates how the power of coming together as a community can actually be so useful in helping us negotiate certain aspects of our discomfort. We also spent a lot of time unpacking the importance of being able to divest ourselves from the worry of what other people think about us and how when we learn to drop that worry, we're in a much better position to be able to actively make decisions in service of ourselves, our desires, and how that helps the collective. So Christina and Christian, welcome to this thing called movement. We're so excited to have you on here today. Something really exciting that the two of you are doing has been creating this organization around community and purpose, and it's titled Echoed Voices. So I'm going to let you guys take the reins and explain a little bit more of like what the mission is in this organization and how it came to be birthed. Yeah, thank you so much, Marie. We are so excited to talk more about Echo Voices. Echo Voices started about two months ago, and it originated from Christian and I meeting really randomly one day and connecting on so many different visions that we've had for a while in our own personal lives and just starting a discussion on how we can bring them together and unite in a way that's pulling community deeper together. So more specifically, it was one day um, I noticed that there was just trash everywhere. It, it really stemmed from what was taking place with BLM and what was happening in our world at the beginning of the year. So there was just a lot of energy that I had inside of me that was like, I need to get out and start taking action. So I walked outside of my apartment one day and I thought, I need to, I'm going to start to pick up trash on the street. There's just so much in front of me. Someone had also called to my attention that there's so much trash overflowing in the garbage bins in the park across from my apartment. So I thought I'd start there. I walked into the park, just started to pick up trash and I noticed Christian and his dog. So... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, what what a beautiful dog. I'm going to walk over to them. I just need, like, I need to pet this dog. It's just something about Christian and his dog called me over. So I walked over. We talked briefly. We didn't really even chat about um, anything regarding the litter at that point. And so I just kept going about my, my morning um, picking up litter. And I posted... I just shared on um, my Instagram that just the feelings that I was going through that Mm -hmm. I needed to do something about the issues that I saw. And um, a a neighborhood account reposted this. Christian saw it, reached out to me. It was like, hey, I saw what you were doing this morning. Like, that's so interesting. I've been thinking about doing the same thing and I'm going to do it the next morning. And just from that moment, there was just something that clicked that we we had the same idea and we're thinking the same things. And it just took that moment to like the universe to bring us together mm-hmm. and join in that mission and vision. Mm-hmm. So since then, it's just been a really organic conversation of where we're moving and what we're creating. So from there, Echo Voices was was started 
in a sense of, it really just started from an organized litter cleanup in our neighborhood. Mm. And we had 20 people show up and after that it just kept growing and growing and our conversations just kept expanding. So we, here we are today and Christian can feel you mm -hmm. a little more about that. So during quarantine, I was just like in the park with my dog and then there's a lot of people at the park and then I saw this person picking up garbage. It's like, well, she's not from the park department. Oh, that's interesting. Like, that's a really badass initiative. You see, Christian, you can do that too. And then I was I'm playing with my dog and she's like, excuse me, your dog is beautiful. <laughs> I love you. They're like, oh my God, thank you. And then I just like switched the conversation. Like, thank you so much for what you're doing. Looks awesome. Like, I've been thinking of doing that. I, I told her like my experience and with my dog and in the neighborhood, like how much garbage I've, I've been seeing lately. And then... Um, then after that, what happened is that we start posting our individuals pick up letter, you know, mm -hmm. we're into the picking up and they post and like, oh, the park looks awful. Mm -hmm. And then I used to tag all the restaurants and bars. I would just, oh, I had no problem. I'm like this bar, this bar, this person. I didn't want to like point fingers, but at the same time, it's like, hey guys, I don't know if you guys know what social responsibility is, but you guys are having such a big impact on the environment and you can see directly just down the street in the park yeah. and then um so then a lot of people reach out back to me they start doing moving like they start like sending people to clean up the the park and then we met up with christina and then um, the first cleanup happened mm. and we had like 20 25 people were like this is interesting like oh okay cool <laughs> when the next cleanup and then like Next Saturday? Yeah, next Saturday. All right, let's yeah. go next Saturday. And then after that, we just start doing it next uh, every single Saturday. And then, I don't know, the reception of the people was just mm. incredible. I think that mainly, uh, I don't know, the circumstances definitely help, but I feel there's more than, than clean up the neighborhoods. There is the connection that people was looking for in each mm. other, the same connection that I had with Christina, the same connection that people were having with the other neighbors and that lack of, um, you know, that you can you can interact with other people. I think that that was a, a powerful moment when we started doing the clean up. Some people started to uh, recognize that that effort. Um, and again, you know, I feel that what I was always saying, what I was uh, like telling me in the cleanups before we start, is like, we're not here to clean up the neighborhood. This is just an action to get together and they form community. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to clean an entire neighborhood. Like, mm. it's not even probably our role to do that. But it's our role to connect with people and to just be part and just recognize that there are people who clean the park, there are people who we live next to each other and we don't even recognize. Be closer to you, small business and local business is so important. So since then, I think that the perception, the vision that I have of who I am and then who I am as a community has completely changed and that's my goal to our goal as eco voices to to just spread this action and then this this understanding. Uh, and Christina was one of the, the main um examples to show that just one thing that we do we can echo it to thousands of people. Right now we have mm -hmm. an hour Instagram we have like thousand followers, something mm -hmm. like that, not that I really care about that. But Every single thing that people come to our group and say on that group, we try to echo that voice. You know, we want, we want people to know that that's possible. 
So yeah, that's that's how we how everything is starting. It was pretty exciting back in the summer. <laughs> well, it sounds to me like the first thing I'm thinking of is this is really a form of expanding awareness. Because trash is something that we all see and we all have a relationship to. And by and large, nobody wants trash in their community or like anywhere. Like we want to be able to receive the beauty around us. And what holds us back is like, oh, like not mine or like that's extra effort or like yucky, whatever it might be. And so the simple act of picking up trash not only is like a something you can directly control in the moment. You know, I think there's so many fragments of what you guys have illuminated for people demonstrated here. But one facet is when you pick up the trash, you have a clean street at the end and that feels good. And in a time where so much is out of our control, where like the economy, politics, sociocultural issues are all blowing up in our faces, to have something you can have direct control over and know that it's contributing not just for you but for others and then as you mentioned Christian and Christina it allows people to reframe where they are in their lives and the effect that they have you know looking at the restaurants when they started opening up and the fact that suddenly all these environmentally focused initiatives we had in some ways we backpedaled because everyone was just trying to make profit and then people's lack of responsibility in that because it was like, oh, just get my stuff and like, I'm so frazzled. But like, when we take that time to pick up trash and when we witness other people picking up trash, it allows us to take a moment to think about this in a way that extends beyond just picking up the trash. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, that was really the main, the main thought behind when we started together um when like that first initial time that we got together the next morning and the week before or the week after to pick up litter is the understanding that it's not about cleaning the street like christian said um there's only so much we can do as far as individually moving a problem which is the litter and getting into the sanitation of New York is, we can expand deeper into that, but, and that's kind of what we mean by, we, we can't, we can't do that on our own. It's a bigger problem than that, but what we can do is create awareness and start to get people to think on a deeper level and a more connected level and showing them that they do have means to do this. They do have means to step outside and take action. So how can we provide that community and that platform and that space for them to feel empowered to do that. Mm -hmm. So it, it exactly, it was that it was understanding that's where we connected immediately that there's a, a bigger mindset behind it. There's a bigger perspective that we can tap into and, and hopefully guide people to see that they, they are part of a bigger community than, um, than maybe what they're seeing in front of them. And so how can we continue to um, share that space together and bring awareness to people? Like there's, there's trash outside of your door. It's not necessarily your full responsibility, but how can we unite and come together in a way that we're working towards the same goal? We're coming mm -hmm. together with the same problem. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a huge, huge mission of, of Echo Voices. I think what you just said, I think that, um, that break, that everyone had 
during uh, quarantine of like two months, one month to two months to reevaluate, wow, who we are. Mm. You know, reevaluate, where are we part of? Mm. Like this community, everyone is like, this is part, this is the world speaking to us, that we need to just slow down and do something. And then I feel that it was just a new way to understand communities. It's someone's vision of the community, someone in community, people understanding that we are part of this big group, of this big picture, you know, we're not just by ourselves, we are part of a bigger picture. And I mean, by any means I have, I'm expert of like building communities, but one thing that I'm sure is the way that I feel when I with these people, the way that I feel when people tell me thank you, the way that I feel when people are like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm building something for these people and this community. So I I think that is that, that was the opportunity that it shifted and gave the opportunity to people to connect more in, in, in a deeper level. Well, it's like what you just said, this changed everybody. You know, this mm-hmm. is the, the great equalizer. One of my friends said this and I was like, yeah, it's probably the only experience that's ever happened in all of human history that every single person felt happened mm. to them directly. And think about so many things of our day-to-day norm that were upset across the board, like community, huge one. Because remember pre-coronavirus, how often we would witness people on their phones while in social settings. Yeah. People used to use technology as their escape from their discomfort suddenly technology was the only means to connect at all and people felt starved for the thing they had taken for granted and that layers into the experience of our bodies you know being in the fitness industry and being a mover always trying to be able to communicate to people how much there is to be grateful for with your connection to your body and how much you have within it to like move and feel and and feel alive but people were so busy in the hum and drum, they weren't able to appreciate that. Lockdown happens, everyone's like, where can I get to the gym? And like, in person, God. Like suddenly the things that they took for granted were important. And what I really watched uh, viewing Christina start this on her own and then watching both of you come together and Echoed Voices come together was, it was just the synthesis of two levels of human experience that we'd taken for granted, that people were finally appreciating, and you were able to bridge those together through the lens of purpose, right? Because I know so many people who wanted to pick up trash. I remember being on a date last year, and I was in the park, and as we were leaving, I just started picking things up, and he was like, you know, that really struck me when you did that because I always want to, and I never do. And I was so impressed that you just did. And I was like, well... I'm here and I've got this bag that was flying around, so I might as well start. And But how often people don't do what they want because they're afraid of how they'll be perceived. And so by this, the nature of these circumstances and then doing it in a group where people are already thirsty to be together, they're thirsty to be in their bodies, and then they get to also tap into this thing that from my vantage point, many people care about and want to do, but are too afraid to step into. That's so true. I mean, I feel that you just described the main, the main problem. Just people are afraid to pick up a garbage bag and go and clean up by themselves. 
that's you know, you give them a group setup, like come here, we are all here for you. They're like, okay, I can go there, be part of this group, and do this uh, action. What is most the most magical is that when you come to a group, do the pickup, then you go out of the group and you feel already empowered. And then that thing that used to be for you weird, like I don't know if I want to bend over and just do this and pick it up, then you realize that it's a proof. And then you go outside of the group and then just do it by yourself. And you're like, wait, what did it change? Now I feel empowered to just speak up about activism, speak up about sustainability, mm-hmm. uh, pick up garbage. And I think that that's super interesting. It's just the way that you describe it. You know, sometimes people just need that group set up to just empower themselves. To do oh, completely. Yeah. And that reminded me as well, just another point of how Echo Voices was started. It, we, didn't, we didn't really have Echo Voices until a few, like a week or two into Christian and I doing this together. It's interesting because when I do think back, it was that moment of frustration that I had that I walked outside and took that action. And then it's interesting because honestly, that probably was just gonna be that one morning that I did that, you know? Because mm. it was it was something that I I wanted to do and I planned on doing. It's hard to say if I I probably would have done it a few more times, but it really then was the energetic connection of Christian seeing the same, um, the same movement and coming together. And it's just, that is the, the root of Echo Voices because that was community. Within that moment, Christian and I created a community of him and I picking up litter in our neighborhood. And then that echoed into bringing other people into it. So it just goes to prove that I could have continued the, the entire week picking up trash, mm-hmm. but the this action then of somebody else coming into that same movement just got bigger and bigger and brought more awareness and more awareness to each other. So we always talk about that too. It's, it's, we could keep individually picking up litter, but it's really the joint effort of people coming together in a community that is what also makes change. So it's taking that, that action on your own and then it's also bringing awareness and inspiring people to do the same. So whether or not we're doing it at the same time, it's just you're still building a, a community of that same idea and that same mission. And it's been really incredible. Like during these cleanups, um, we have so many people that come up to us and just ask, like, what are we doing? Can we be a part of this? And then if they can't make it to a cleanup, we've been getting tagged in different posts about, I was inspired by Echo Voices to pick up litter in my own neighborhood. That's so true what she says, that then you realize that the, the effect of taking action, you took, you took action and then it ripples on other people, you know, and then you have to understand in the good and the bad way. That's why you have to be aware of your actions and then that they had a ripple effect on other people. People are just like, hey, that person is farming, that person is doing that, why am I not going to do it, you know? So I think that's that has inspired a lot of people in different places, yeah. It's interesting, this dynamic of the individual versus the collective. It's a personal obsession mm-hmm. of mine. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. how we relate to ourselves is also how we relate to one another, and they are not so separate. But there is a level of greater accountability that comes together when you're not focused on the self, mm-hmm. even when it is for your own self-development. And this is where the power of 
community and groups and people coming together is so potent because somebody can know that picking up trash will make them feel good. Somebody can know that doing these things will help them in the long run and in the short term. But there's something about feeling it amplified in community, in that group energy, and then having a place to return to that inspires and uplifts you to go back and then actually will create the catalyst effect for you to do it on an individual day-to-day basis in those micro moments where it also matters. And for me, witnessing Echo Voices evolve and come together, that was the one thing I can say I saw so clearly throughout all of it was saw the purity of Christina's just like one day out picking up trash and I watched you continue. And I remember feeling the whole time like I would love to do that. I would love to be able to do that. And then watching the organization, the the community pickups together, the stuff you guys are doing after, even the discussions now on Thursdays. And it was just like that reminder of how, how much fun it is to do things that feel good for us together and to watch everybody's unique expression of that energy uplifting, the relief of the release. It, it was just, it has, it has a real momentum there. Yeah, absolutely. The micro moments and the, the macro moments, like you said, it's, it takes, and, and that's a really interesting thing that you've mentioned about doing, taking an action that makes you feel good individually. That's extremely valuable because in order to move and empower other people, you have to take that initial step. But then it's how do you step outside of that and how do you then think of the greater picture and the greater good and how can you bring other people into that same energetic space and expand it together. So that's something I think that is what creates a community. Mm-hmm. It's coming back to the connection to yourself in order to connect with the people around you. Mm-hmm. And that's also a huge mission, not even mission, that is the foundation of Echo Voices too, connecting people to themselves and then connecting them to each other. And it's just been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing to watch the last few weeks is to see some of the same people show up to the cleanups. Um, each cleanup, we have new faces as well, but how they integrate together and how they've then reached out to one another to just hang out and, and just get to know each other. Like there's truly a support system that's being built. And that is an incredible thing to also watch from our, our end too. I think to build up on that is the, I always talk about the intention that you go Mm. of your actions like you cannot go there out there and then try to do something with intention that I'm going to make people think this way you know when you go outside and do something or everywhere that you start doing something the intention has to be not towards creating um I don't know uh, like uh, having a consequence like oh people are gonna think this so people are gonna mm. follow me I feel that Putting that intention in yourself that what you're doing is actually fulfilling for yourself. But in instance, you know, movement or like picking up garbage or like, I don't know, writing a letter. The intention has to be really pure with yourself that you find the energy of I'm feeling accomplished and I feel that uh, what I'm doing is right and that what is creating that when you do that without the intention of creating, expect, like expecting something, it will actually works out. When you see that 
pure energy as Christina did of like, I'm not going out there to just inspire people. I'm not going there to just make people think about the environment. It's just I'm going there because I feel that I need to take action. I need to just do it for myself. I'm not waiting anyone to just like follow me or just, I don't know, create a, a group. It's just, it's pure, it's pure, I don't know, being honest with yourself. And then, I don't know, I always relate a lot with like when you were dancing, um, like, you know, like I was looking at your, your stuff and it's just when you're moving or when you're dancing or when you're singing, it's just, you're just doing it because you feel happy. And it's expressing and it's creating all that energy that that has a ripple effect. And people see you like, oh my God, you're so happy doing this. You are so, you look like so bright. And then they're really moved by that, you know, because I don't have any intention at the end of the day. I don't have the intention of, I'm just doing this because it feels right for me. Yeah. I actually was curious about that. What do you guys observe happens to people before, during, and post cleanup? Because I'm sure you're reading levels of energy, how people are communicating, how they're even, you know, organizing their body, their body language, and then, you know, their that effervescent energy you're tapping yeah. into here, Christian. Like, what do you see continually happen? What's the pattern before and then after cleanups for people? I love doing that because I always see I like people. This question. Yeah, and I always see people that like, like they show up and then. Yeah. I show up like to a park and then you see people at the corner and like they're kind of like a little bit reluctant about talking to other people, the other person there and oh you everyone's like really which is completely normal, that happens in every single group settings. And then they start when they start seeing more people coming in and coming in, they still feel more like, oh I feel the energy of the of this cleanup, you know, and then then when they start seeing people who have come to the cleanup and they're like, hey, what's going on, Adam? Hey, what's going on? Like they run start saying hi. People start being like, oh, there is something happening here. Then they all get together, we introduce the new people. And one of the things that we always said is we encourage to talk to people, people that you don't know. Put yourself in that uncomfortable situation. These people are your neighbors. These people live around you. Like just most of the time it's like they live like next building and you don't even know these people mm-hmm. so they start uh, talking to each other we start the cleanup and the cleanup one thing that I like Christina actually captures this really well in her pictures of the cleanups like people sharing garbage bags and it's like wow that's so amazing people are just they came here by themselves right now they're going down the street on their neighborhood sharing a garbage bag and picking up letter. You know, that's, that's, that's doing, that I feel that is amazing. And then at the end, people ask to stay there. People are like, okay guys, so we're gonna go somewhere else, so we're gonna go to the park. And people follow us, and people are just like, we wanna keep hanging out. You know, then is when you realize, like, okay, so this is not just about picking up garbage. Mm-hmm. This is about the connection that you're building. So I think that that's really, really interesting. I mean, not saying about like what happens later, you know, during the week, people asking you, like, we have already people as soon as the grade, the pickup finishes, like, okay, when is next? Like, can I just like sign up for the next pickup? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> right, that's awesome. You know, doing it. One thing that also, I think that the most powerful part of our cramps is when you are in the group and people stop you in the street. People are not mm-hmm. part of that, like, who are you? Like, who are you guys? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know why are you guys doing that. This, you guys are awesome. Like, 
like cars passing and honking like hey and you're like oh cool it creates that energy in people you know mm -hmm. people feel like oh wow like this feels amazing that you are being recon like recognized by by mm -hmm. by the community as well mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's it's entirely true it's just been so so cool to see how many people that aren't at the cleanups are also just getting excited to see us and I'll say like energetically when the cleanups start at the beginning, there is a level of excitement already, which is also amazing. We're already walking into a really empowering energetic space. You can just tell people are excited to be there and that they're excited to see us and see different people. So there's already a level of connection happening. There's there's definitely a feeling of excitement. And so then it's, like Christian said, we'll gather for like 20 minutes, just get to know each other, open up conversation. Um, I think earlier on in the cleanups, it was us meeting everyone individually and bringing the group together. And what's so powerful now is when we show up, it's just conversations are already being had. We don't have to necessarily open up the space. It's already an open environment where people feel comfortable to talk to a stranger and make a conversation with someone else. They're seeing people now that are their friends that they've met for a few cleanups and just like consistently showing up. Mm -hmm. So I think more answering from a place of when the cleanup started to where they are now, there's definitely a feeling of satisfaction when they end. Like they're like Christian said, there's this excitement at the end. It's like, that was so incredible. I don't want to leave. Like, let's just keep doing more. Like there's that, that yeah. energy and that power that you just want to keep going. But I would say from the beginning of when we started the cleanups, um, there's now this family feeling like we, we talk about it too. It's like, we feel when Saturday approaches, we're so excited to just show up and see people that are familiar to us and the excitement of getting to meet someone new and then bringing them into our community. And it just feel, it really does feel like this big family, which is so, so cool. So it's a connective space where it's more than, um, picking up litter. It's like, we can't wait to see each other and have that environment of connection. Well, it's like a sacred space. Yeah. to be able to commune, right? On some level, picking up trash as the thing you're doing, air quotes, um, is actually <laughs> providing the safety net for people to talk to people and to not have an agenda and to not be trying to prove themselves or be anything. Like in some ways, you get to come in at full vulnerability, right? And think about how we've typically created communities. It's in restaurant scenes, it's in bars, it's in parties. I don't know about you two, but for me, these were a lot of conversations pre-coronavirus, how I want social situations to meet people in that feel real, that feel true and authentic, stripped away of all that pageantry. And this is what you've created. And so when people get to come into space and just be themselves and not have to impress anybody. Cause I mean, you're picking up trash and you're going to get sweaty and mm -hmm. it's, it's going to smell bad. So like all right. that drops and, and then you can just be yourself. And you know, that was always my favorite place to lead people and even teaching, whether it was one-on-one -on -one or in group environments was like, let's drop the pretense. Let's stop worrying about looking good. Let's stop worrying about getting these steps, right? Be wild, be weird be strange, like make noises, flail around. And then after everyone's always like, oh, 
like I didn't know I could feel this way. And you have to open and breathe. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel that's so similar to what happens here. And you're not even asking people to move in wild ways. You're asking them to move in the wild way of picking up garbage, which they normally wouldn't do because, you know, nobody does that. But everybody wants to. So true. Well, no, but what is such a, a concept that has been there as a stereotype? But like you're vulnerable, you're just weak, or you are uh, exposed. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to love vulnerability to happen in order to have happiness, in order to have all these amazing feelings happening for you, you have to be vulnerable. And, and I mean, this is one way that we're helping people to, to realize that. I hope that there are more ways. I mean, you are probably also doing one that, so mm-hmm. I feel that it's, it's a lot of different activities where people can just tune into, into that concept. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, where we, I feel where there's an overlap between what you guide people into is is that layer to drop off that that wall that you can put up to show that you aren't weak and and really I think there is the definition of that what what we have in our minds of what that is is if you it's really just allowing yourself to be and, and showing your showing people who you are mm-hmm. and we can put up so many walls and in order to take them down it really does come from taking action and and that can be through speaking up or moving or even dancing or doing something that's uncomfortable it's really just coming back to doing something that's uncomfortable mm-hmm. for you no matter what that is and it's just going through that motion and taking that step to do it and taking off that layer and then you're left with that feeling of freedom and and being true to who you are and with picking up litter it's a similar thing you're going through the motion and you're moving your body to do something that may feel uncomfortable for you um for some people it's why why should i pick up litter or why would i why would i even go outside and and show like that's not my job or whatever might be going on in your mind it's just but it's still going through the motion of taking action towards something that you see. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just allowing that, that energy to flow through your body and not keep it stuck, just letting it go through. And that's something that Marie, you have, you've taught me in different ways through the classes that I've gone to with you. It's just Mm. really allowing yourself to be seen and open up and not being afraid of, what happens next because usually it's a beautiful thing it's not anything to be afraid of so um (laughs) (laughs) well as you're talking I just had like this aha moment of you know what what is really stopping people from just being their themselves and so often when you stop trying to fit in or do what you're supposed to or follow what you should do Mm -hmm. that's when you get to be yourself but usually we're holding ourselves back because we're worried about how other people will see us, right? You're worried about what people are going to think, someone picking up. It's the same with moving. To actually move your body in a way that feels good, we're worried about looking stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not about how it looks, and it's not about what other people think because your life is made up of how you feel moment to moment. And the one thing that holds people back from doing things that feel good is worrying about 
what other people will think. And if you start already categorizing that within the category of thinking versus feeling and myself mm. versus others, it's about yourself and your feeling, not about other people and their thinking. And so we'll hold ourselves back from this connection to that energy, the true magnificence of who we are as individuals, our magnetism as individuals. You know, this when we drop that and we stop caring about that one corner of like other people's thoughts about us and we allow ourselves to be free, the irony is, is people are drawn to us. Then people want to connect. Then you actually create those authentic connections. And, you know, your work so clearly has done that for people. And the beauty of it is, is um, it's done it in almost an unexpected way. Like, to me, it makes sense. Having this conversation, like, well, duh. But you would have never thought, at least I wouldn't, five months ago, that creating these cleanups would be actually self-development work, self-reflective mm -hmm. work, you know? Creating that individual change and then creating the greater change on the larger scale. Yeah. It definitely can be. I think when you go deep into it, that is the core of, of also what's happening. Um, it's also, like we mentioned before, just a space to provide people that connection. But when you really dissect it and think about what's going on, it's, it's a pretty deep thing. And um, yeah, it's really just, it all comes down to repetition and habit too. So the more that you, you do something and the more you go through that motion, the more you put your body into an environment that's, that's doing something consistently, you are going to get the benefits of that um, and it will just become a natural thing to you. So with the cleanups, it's just maintaining the consistency. We meet every Saturday at 11 o'clock and it's just having that space for people to come when it feels right to them and giving them that opportunity to repeat this experience of change in action. Mm. So, um, yeah, this is true. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, just coming back to putting habits into your body and and then when you connect with yourself that way it's tearing that down that wall so you can connect with other people around you mm. and then that's when we are creating a flow and and a bigger movement of change so it um yeah it's really powerful so powerful i feel just mentioned like where you guys are talking it's just feel like you are so stiff all the time and then i when i run to my friends just shake it yeah, like, like, I always tell people like, why are we so stiff? Where's this conversation getting so like, like, like rigid? Like just mm -hmm. let's let's relax, let's shake it a little bit, and then just move. And then people, you see them walking on the street, and you go in on on the train, and people are just rigid, and they like they don't move, and it's just kind of like this tension that you feel on every single person and builds more and more when you see someone that is like that, it, like you get more rigid and strict. And and I feel that it's just it's it's that release. It's like you have to shake it, you have to move, you have to let that like that energy flow through your body. And I think that that's what it is. Why we are so concerned how the world looks at us, like mm -hmm. the view the world has about us. You know, it's just like how people are looking at me if I'm moving in the wrong way or if I'm shaking in the middle of the train. People are gonna be like, oh, this person is crazy, you know? <laughs> oh, this person is dead. It's like, oh, what? Like, 911. Like, someone is having no. that weird thing. Like, what? I'm dancing? Like, I'm sorry, there's no right. Like, I feel like you guys are too stressed out and too, 
I don't know, it's just it's the energy of the city. And then I feel that we are like connecting what you just said is that we are we need to stop first being so stiff. Second, just concerning so much what the world think about us. I feel that it's, it's just in our mind thinking that, oh, they mm-hmm. think that uh, I'm crazy, or they're thinking that I'm vulnerable, or they think that I'm weak, or they think that I'm shy, or they think all these negative things, no negative things, like the negative concept of these terms, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to stop controlling that, trying to control mm-hmm this how we want the world to be, how we want people to see us, what the way the power is or success is. And mm-hmm. then just just be trying to tap into yourself, understand what makes you happy, and then release that. Like move, like dance, sing, run, shake. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Dude, I think that literally makes you Realize this, this, this stiffness, and yeah. that it will bring more happiness to the mm-hmm. world, and then bring more connection. It's easier to connect with somebody else. I mean, you have seen it when you are dancing. The two people going to. I will ask you the same question. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the interviewer. But no, like, no, ask you. see the difference between two people walking into your class? You know that like before they like. I mean, you invite me to your class, and mm-hmm. then I work with Christina, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna be like, oh, that was. Before Christian, before the class, <laughs> Christian during the class, and Christian after the class. Well, you know, it's interesting because, especially being in the remote space now, um, I've always been able to feel like this underlying nuance of energy happening in somebody's body that's not just the form they are taking. And this is always what I respond to when I teach in live settings, especially is I'm dialing into the quality of the feeling of each person as I'm tuning into them. And so I'm not watching what they do. I'm feeling their emotion. And it is the most beautiful thing when you feel that person make that switch in that moment and, like, you feel that energy come through. And in the group dynamic, it also amplifies. You know, there's there's an interesting paradox with the groups because on one hand, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's other people there. Like, I have to really look good and I don't want to be the weird one but then you see one person be weird two people be weird five people be weird and suddenly you're you're inspired by that because you're directly watching somebody have that release of energy and that's what you're responding to again what you mentioned about these illusions in our minds of that we hold ourselves in prison because of because we're so worried about these like thoughts and these constructs that aren't even real that's what these embodied practices do. So what picking up trash does, that's what you know, intuitive movement does as a practice. It's about, it's not enough to think about it. It's not enough to talk about it. At some point, you have to do. You have mm-hmm. to move your body in that space because your body is what's is part of that equation. And if you don't go through those physicalized experiences of you know, giving no fucks, there's no other way of saying it, then you don't actually experience the fullness of that release. And I've noticed this in our society because everything is through technology and everything is intellectualized. It's all cerebral. We've disassociated ourselves from embodied action and from understanding that level of discomfort. So when Christina mentioned, like, it's important to do something that makes you uncomfortable, you get to actually 
put yourself in embodied action, whether it's writing something and posting it on a blog, it's still embodied, whether it is picking up trash or flailing around in the parks like I do or on the subway, you know, there's so many ways for that expression to come through. But the important thing is like taking your body with you in that journey. That's <laughs> yeah, that wow. Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah, the body is like the vehicle yeah. of, of, of yourself, and that's a good synchronization between who you are inside, you know, and then just taking that, that vehicle and that, allowing that to connect, you mm. know, like who you are in the body and just like do something mm. that it makes you happy. Yeah. But it's like, it's the best high watching people hit that moment. Like, no, I live yeah. for it. I, I live can, for I it. It's like, that, yeah. it's, it's just you know, people chase orgasms and like sex and those kinds of pleasures. But to me, it's like, there is no greater pleasure than witnessing somebody be in the fullness of themselves. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've gotten to witness you both doing this. I'm, I mean, I've known Christina for almost a year now, I think maybe a little over and we, this is our fourth time hanging out. <laughs> 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 but you know, to, I watched her come alive in quarantine, not that you weren't alive before, but that that purity of who she is just yeah. erupted forward. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, how both of you have that connection to your spirit and your unique compilation of energy. And it's just shining so unfiltered for everybody to revel in. And, yeah. and the more we can all do that, I, I feel this is the closest we get to the place where we really enjoy the fullness of yeah. what life has to offer. And just on the same note, you know, like, <clears throat> for everyone who's listening there, uh, it's not bad also feeling that, like, you don't want to spread your vulnerability, you know? I feel that a lot of people feel kind of, oh, I can't express it, and then I feel bad because I don't have those. Like, they, they look at us, not at us, but like at people, you know, but at us as well, I was like, oh my God, I want to be this person, or oh, I want to be this um, person being happy. Like we all go through the still issues inside of our bodies that we still try to figure that out. So mm -hmm. it's just mean, it's, it's an understanding that that's not a bad thing to have to. It's just, it's an opportunity for you to release. It's an option to talk to people, see how you feel, this is what makes me happy. What can I do to do this to release that energy? But also, if you do it and you come back to your house and by yourself and you feel like a little bit of like insecurity, it's okay. It's okay mm -hmm. to feel that. And it's okay for you to be vulnerable with yourself and understand like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit of this feeling and that feeling of fear and doubt. It's okay. Just let it pass through your body. And it's not a big deal. Then just go the next day and do another action, do something else, and different activity to just release that, that uh, I don't know, those emotions, that energy. Well, I guess like to accept and process yeah. and be with it, right? These, like totally. you're saying, these things are not things to run away from. They're part of you. Yeah. And being uncomfortable, you sort of develop the skin to be willing to sit with that. And the truth of it is, one of my good friends says it's like that, movie Pirates of the Caribbean when they flip into the underworld they like sail and then the ship suddenly flips it's kind of what it feels like when you allow yourself to just release into whatever that emotion is it flips it almost changes immediately the second you surrender to it 
true. Yeah, having compassion for yourself is a huge, huge thing. That's something I've learned is exactly what we're talking about. It's being where you are in that moment, and that's also extremely releasing. I think when you start to feel that you need to be at this part in your life, or right now you wish you were able to open up in this way, the second you connect with that and just give it compassion, you really are also opening up that energetic space for yourself and for that that portal to walk into and say, this is what I'm feeling, this is who I am, and I'm not afraid to be that. I'm not afraid to feel it, and I'm not afraid to move into it. And then that's also when you open it up and you can let it go. So sometimes it's not even that action. It's just accepting in that moment what you're feeling. Mm. And that also allows your body to move with it. And so the feeling of compassion and love is so, so important to just have within yourself always and give it to, to those parts of you that need it and then give it to other people that need it as well. And that's, I think that's the same thing as, um, doing something uncomfortable. Sometimes that can be an uncomfortable thing to give love, love back into something that needs a little bit of it. So being compassionate with yourself and, and just accepting that this is where I am. This is what happened. And how am I going to move into it and how am I going to um, move forward from here? So that opens up this, this ability to have that flip that you said, like in the, in the movie, it's like just within that moment, it changes and you can instantly change the perspective and feeling and understand that um, it doesn't have to be so challenging. It doesn't have to be so complicated. What's in front of you is just really the acceptance, the love and compassion. And that really, I mean, it, it sounds easy, but it's, it can be a hard thing to move into. Um, but really just allowing that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's basically, it sounds easy and difficult to just do it. But always that I tell people is if it's not the compassion and love, if it's not you, who else is going to do it? So just do it, you know, and just be compassionate to yourself, allow yourself. So it just, it's kind of like you are taking your action. It's just up to you to love yourself and be compassionate to yourself. If you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it, you know. So just empower yourself and then do it, yeah. I have an idea for a new question that I... <laughs> This is a little bit more personal, but I think it would be so valuable for us to hear places right now where you're having to extend that compassion to yourselves Ooh. in your own journey right now. Okay. Compassion to myself. Like, where are you having to, like, lean into discomfort? Is there an instance or a part of your life where you're yeah. in that a little bit and having to well, welcome yeah. it in? I think that probably in my, in my personal life has been actually constant. So I came here to the States 10 years ago and I came with the idea of like, I'm going to do my MBA and I'm going to be doing this. And it, yes, I had always that idea of what like success was, right? Mm. And then through that, through that journey, I realized that that wasn't success. Mm. Success is 
having a journey, having enjoying the ride, enjoying the journey. And it, that's what it is. To me, that was the realization. And in order to get there, you have to be compassionate with yourself. You have to understand that, hey, working at this bank is not going to be happy. And then it's not going to give you happiness, like in the, in the journey. And then I had to be compassionate to myself and be like, hey, I'm not going to take that job. I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to try to find something that makes me happy. I've been going through that journey probably for the last eight years. That it's been always, hey, should I do this? I don't know. It's this analyzing and, and understanding and like going and kind of like fighting with myself. Like, well, my family's not going to look at me in this way. My friends are not going to look at me in that way. And just like, I have to just be compassionate to myself. Like, well, but that's not what you want. So just let it pass. Just be vulnerable and just don't think what they think about who you, where you should be and just do yourself, do you. So I feel that now at this point, 100% is where we're working and we're talking about Echo Voices because it's still like a young initiative that, hey, I don't know if it's gonna, like, gonna be as successful as I think that it will be. You know, I have no idea. I wanna make it super powerful and be like super, like a big movement and organization but I don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. And you know, having an answer, I have to be compassionate with myself. Like I'm doing what I like to do. I'm doing it with full passion. And then we'll see what it goes. So that's definitely where I'm going right now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Hmm. So I love this question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, going back to what we just talked about, Um, You said you've witnessed me move into my full self, which that to me was like that really hit my body and my soul because I feel that 100%. I feel there's been so much within my personal life in the last year or two years that I'm just surfacing and putting to the front and not running from anymore. And the ability to see a lot of those not even walls, but just a lot of those things I avoided in front of me, just be free and and be a part of who I am has been so empowering to the way I've been living my life. Mm. And it's, it's really given me the power to step into, into action and also remove myself from myself. I think something I've learned in the past few years is to to be in my body, to connect with my soul, but then also understand that it's important to be objective and step outside of all the things that I may know from my experience. And how can I do that in a way that I still feel connected to who I am, but bringing in other perspectives and other parts of the world and, and people. So I would say right now where I put the most compassion for myself is not being so critical of when I make a mistake or if I knew something in my intuition or if I knew something was maybe not what I should have done. Like learning, you learn from repetition and experience. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can all go into the habit of like, I know this might not be exactly what I should be doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. And and then also it just comes back to getting out of your head because then it can be on the flip side. Like what is 
what is your intuition versus what is um, just a concept that your mind has clung onto and is holding you to in a way. Mm. So for me, it's been the relationship of understanding intuition versus mind. And I feel really balanced in that right now in my life. I definitely feel I've moved into following my intuition in the last six months. And it feels really, really um, freeing. I feel very aligned. And I've worked, I've worked really hard to get to that place and the work is not done. So I think that's where I feel compassion into knowing that the work may never be done. It's just being in my body and my soul and connecting my mind as well, bringing all of those together each and every single day and being as present as possible. And if maybe I slip away from that, it's not getting angry or frustrated. It's just coming back to love and compassion that I, I'm doing the work and I'm, I'm always bringing love into that place. And as long as you can connect back to that, then um, that's, that's the way to move forward. Mm. So definitely in my experience, I can be very like, I'm just very committed and competitive in a way with myself. That I'm like, okay, you, you're moving in this direction. And then there's maybe like a little bump in the road. And right away, my mind can go into like, why did you do that? Or you, you know that you should have this or that, or you need to open up in that way. And so it's just being okay with, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be things that you didn't expect. There's not a linear path. It's going to be bumpy. And <laughs> there's going to be things that you didn't plan for the universe has a plan as well like we we all have the power to manifest and take action but at the same time as a collective we're all doing the same thing so there's gonna be moments where it's like this is my goal this is this is my plan on how to get there but then being open to being present like mm. really just being present mm. in your decisions in the very moment so I think, like I said, it's it's not being as harsh when, or not being as critical on myself and just coming back to the present moment. Mm, both of those, <laughs> such good, like, fuels of self-awareness and wisdom. So with that, I feel like that's a good place to wrap up this conversation. I'm sure we'll have many more. But we'll be sure to include all the links to Echoed Voices where people can reach out to you guys, both as the organization and directly, Instagram, all of it. And as we wrap up here, do you have any final thoughts, any pearls of wisdom you'd like to leave the listeners with? <laughs> Anything you want to, you know, get off your chest as we wrap up the episode? Well, I know we would love to meet anyone that has been listening. We love to meet new people and we love to expand the family that we've, we've created. And, um, yeah, words of wisdom just really like we just ended. Be compassionate. It is it is so healing. It's so freeing. It allows space for growth. It it allows space to open up and space for new opportunities and to live in the moment as much as possible is super super key. And yeah, giving your giving yourself that time and space and compassion to come to wherever that is for you. I would say these two girls told me, I want to start this in Bushwick. I want to start this in different places. Can you help me? How can we do it? Like, what can we do? And then I was just thinking, we can go there and help you, but I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Just 
this is the best one, go outside and do it. Go outside, pick up a garbage bag and just do it and then you're going to start. Take a piece of paper, sit down and write what you want to do. You're manifesting that in a paper and then the next step is going to take the action. So for anyone listening out there, if you guys have like any kind of desire that I've been wanting to do this and like I don't know how to do it and like I, I, I feel uncomfortable in doing it, just just sit, just take a piece of paper, sit down, write about it for two seconds, and I'm sure you are manifesting that, and then it will, be, it will get closer, and then if you want to do it, just do it. Just do it. It's going to feel great. I guarantee you that because it, it's in your mind because it's, you've been wanting to do it, and after that, you will see how your body is going to keep asking for more and more and more and more. And then you're going to look backwards in two, three months and you're going to be like, I feel amazing. Thank you for that piece of advice. So I've done it. It feels amazing. I highly percent recommend doing that. And that's how we just started. Just do. Just yeah, do just mind do. to yourself just, and just do what yeah. you want to do. <laughs> that is the recipe. And that is the wrap. <laughs> oh, you guys, thank you so much for coming on today. This was so illuminating and inspiring, and I'm just so grateful that you are sharing your time, your experience, and your gifts with us. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for inviting us. Thank you for tuning in with us today. You can find contact information and all references made during the show in the show notes. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and spread the love by sharing with family and friends. If you want to learn more or would like additional support in your movement relationship, head to our website at evolna.com. Be gentle, be generous, and be good to yourself. And have a beautiful day.